You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. This is the Rival Podcast. I am Neil. Today we talk waivers, bold predictions, not so obvious locks of the week for week five. There's a lot of exciting stuff on this episode. Of course, I'm joined by Bruce. What's up, Bruce? What's going on, man? How's it going? Good man, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk some waivers. I'm ready to to see see where we are aligned, maybe where we disagree. Um, yeah. let, there's no reason not to just jump straight into this. Let let's let's look into waivers because this is what everyone cares about. Everyone's okay. trying to win for week four. They're trying to get their yeah. edge on their competition. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and look ahead. Who do you have at the top of your priority list, Bruce? Easy. Uh, I would say if he's still out there on the waivers, I would say Khalil Herbert, 100. If mm. he's still out there. Uh, you definitely got to pick him up. I think in most leagues, he's probably not going to be out there and not available. But if he is, you got to run to the waiver wire to pick him up because he has the talent to be uh, a top, uh, to me, an RB1 uh, level back. Not the RB1, but an RB1 right. type level player. Um, and they're already not, they're not passing the ball in Chicago. So what are they going to do? They're going to pass the ball? No, they're going to run the ball. So, and with uh, Montgomery potentially out for, maybe a week or two, I think he, Khalil Herbert could provide some value uh, yeah. right there. So. Yeah. You know, I love him, man. You know, yeah, I man. love him. If people would just but, trade him. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make an offer, man. Not looking at you, Bruce. Not looking at you, Bruce. Not blaming you for anything. You know, <laughs> nobody specific. Not saying names. Um, Yeah. I mean, since what you're mentioning, yeah, Khalil Herbert, I mean, dude, this guy is great, man. And, okay. You know, if he... If he gets the opportunity, you know, more than just when someone gets hurt, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. I think uh I think the 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 talent's there, man. Uh and I think everyone's everyone is everyone can see it. Like he's the better yeah. to me, he's the better running back in that system. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously Montgomery has done well too, but it's like I think he is I think he's better personally, you know, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to start just by, I have to mention Matt Collins. I know we talked about him last episode. And I know you feel mm-hmm. like what he did last week wasn't going to continue. I agree that that's not going to continue. But I just want to mention him. It kind of is like a sneakier player if you're in a deeper league. Um, mm-hmm. Not Obviously, if you're in a 10-team, 12-team league, you know there's not much bench, then he's not necessary. But I do think that he is sneaky, especially when certain you know, for receivers hurt or whatever's going on. I just think that I, I didn't go into the season thinking that Devontae Adams, Waller, Renfro, all these guys were going to actually open up targets for other guys besides them. <laughs> and now, you know, he's just kind of opened my eyes to that. So, yeah, I think he's a good sleeper, but I don't want to start with the sleeper. I mean, I already started with him, but I don't want to just say the sleeper. Um, but I did say before the season, this guy, and. Even if you haven't been a believer in some leagues, you still have a chance to get this guy, and that's Isaiah McKenzie in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know it was a, a point of contention on on like you know fancy football Twitter, all these places. They didn't be- some a lot of people didn't believe that um, he was gonna you know be the be a guy there or uh, be relevant enough. But he's been consistent enough, man, to be in your flex. You know what I mean? And in an offense like this, where Josh Allen is just throwing like crazy. And guys, like, we know the Stefan Diggs. We know the uh, Gabriel Davises. But McKenzie's getting underneath. He's he's making things happen. Um, so right your wrongs if he's still available <laughs> and get him on your team <laughs> and have him in there for maybe when one of your starters are out or if you need to, you know, flex and you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. in a bad spot. Isaiah McKenzie is definitely worthy of a waiver. So if he's still there, I'm just I just want to make sure if he's still there, do not forget about him. 
Yeah, uh, I think that's a good recommendation. I think you just want pieces of that Bills offense. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think uh, if any if any if any injuries do befall any of those receivers ahead of him, his value goes up even more, right? Yep. Because he's definitely going to continue commanding uh, targets from the slot. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's a, that's, that's a good recommendation for sure. Uh, let's see who who else do you got on there? I got a few more, so or a couple more. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, obviously Zay Jones, uh, <sighs> Zay Jones. A, a sneaky Jaguars fan, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, listen, in that offense, they they're giving they're giving uh, Trevor Lawrence um, the green light to pass. You know, they're mm-hmm. giving him the green light to pass. They're giving him very easy passes. Uh, you know, whether it's you know dump offs to you know, a wide receiver screen, whether it's, you know, passes across the middle, crossing routes, they're giving him very easy plays. And I think guys like Zay Jones, um, he is going to command uh, targets. So him and Christian Kirk. But I think, you know, if you, again, in deeper leagues, if you need a, a receiver to, to kind of stash um, or one to, for a quick, you know, week, uh, a week, quick uh, week replacement, I think Zay Jones could be that guy. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. He's another guy who's kind of like his past kind of haunts him. Like people will, yeah. you know, he he had he did he, he wasn't consistent, and so people just kind of fell off on him. It, it, you know, listen, he was with the Raiders for the last few years, and you know, I'm a big Raider fan, obviously, and so I know mm-hmm. I mean, this dude. He's also just a good dude, hard worker. Like he's all those things that you want. Besides, like the guy's good at football. You know what I mean, like yeah. so, it's good to see him get an opportunity to like really flourish uh, in Jacksonville. And they signed a whole bunch of guys and added a bunch of wide receivers. You're like, ah, there's a room for all these guys, but. Um, they're making it work. Um, yeah. A guy I have here on the list is uh, Traylon Burks, man. I know we've talked about mm-hmm. Titans wide receivers here already, mm-hmm. not today, but in future past episodes. Um, but, man, this guy gave us a flash of the type of season that I feel like he's on the brink of having. He did not get enough targets. The opportunity, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't like this ample opportunity, like tons of targets. But the ones yeah. he did get, he made a lot of stuff happen, and he flashed those things where you're like, oh, this dude is like not just getting the ball. He's actually really good at this. I would say invest in him now, you know, before it's too late. Um, he's just mm-hmm. – Robert Woods mm-hmm. is not really doing jack out there. This team needs targets, and hopefully it wasn't just because they played the Raiders. Traylon Burks, definitely someone you should buy now mm-hmm. before it's too late. Get in on that. Um, one other guy that I had that I want to get out before you may have another one is another rookie. This one is Colts tight end Jelani Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, had his first big game of the season. I know rookie tight ends are, like, scary to trust. It's kind of iffy. Can they block? Mm-hmm. Are, they, you know, are they getting enough work? Um, but I think it's going to be hard for that, that Colts offense to ignore him. Um, you know, you got a vet QB, he found a big time target. The guy has all the measurables, everything you want as a, a, a background in his life or being a, a, a star tight end. So, um, it's happening sooner than I thought it would. I hope it's not just a flash. Um, but it's a guy who, if you're in two tight end leagues, um, and redraft, I mean, if in dynasty is already gone, obviously someone has him on their roster, but, um, if you're in like a two tight end league, uh, redraft league and someone hasn't. You know, stashed him, or if you're you're in a bad spot again, injuries, this that. Um, he's not a bad guy to just take a chance on. Hope he has another huge game uh, when you need him. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, I, I may have to go check my waiver wire see if he's out there. <laughs> so I think if um, Joshua Palmer, if anyone decided that you know they thought Keenan Allen was coming back, or maybe they got they might have got spooked because they thought uh, Justin Herbert wasn't going to start, that they, they should drop Joshua Palmer, and he's out there. Back on the waiver, you need to go pick him up. Uh, you look at what 
what that offense uh, is. And even so, with without Keenan Allen, you could see that you could see that he's command he's commanding targets. Uh, I think there are very few wide receivers who I would say are like good handcuffs. He is one of those right. guys that I would say is a valuable handcuff. If anything happens to uh, Mike Williams or, or or if there's a prolonged injury with um, uh, with Keenan Allen, he's the guy you want to have. He's the guy you definitely want to have, uh, and I think there's value there. So you want to have him on your bench. Um, and then the, the the next guy I have is uh, Zemir White, right? So, you know, obviously mm-hmm. everyone rushed the waivers to pick up Zemir White. They thought that uh, there was a chance Josh, Josh Jacob wasn't going to be there. But I think what we know is that the talent's there with, with uh, Zemir White and also with running backs. Listen, your, your name can be called at any moment during the season. Um, especially when you're getting, you know, you know, 15 plus touches a game. So I think Zimir White could be a league winner. So make sure you stash him, make sure you have him on your bench. Um, and, um, yeah, those are my, so do you think Zimir White in redraft? Yeah. Yeah. 100% in redraft. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So why, why why do you like Zimir White right now? Redraft? Uh, I think, I think I gotta hear this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Zimir White, uh, one, he's explosive. I love I love young explosive running backs, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, guys like him, they'll come in midseason in the fantasy playoffs and they're fresh, fresh legs. And right. running the running back position out of all the positions, to me, are a little bit easier to it's easier for them to come in, especially like rookies. All they gotta do is they catch they take the ball, run through the hole. <clears throat> so so mm-hmm. for me, I think guys like Samir White, because he's young, he's explosive. Uh, and then also you look at the what's what's there on the depth chart. You know, if something happens to Josh Josh Jacobs, which is what this is what it'll take for Zimmer White to have value, he would command the early down work and even some of the you know some of the uh, some of the, the the third down work. I I think um, I think there's enough there, man. That I think uh, that the McDaniel's he trusts them. Uh, obviously, they you know they've they've only given them a couple. Touches here and there for you know for the last couple of games, yeah. If that, um, but listen, man, I think uh, I think he's the guy you want to have. You want to have him. He's young, explosive. He'll come in midseason with fresh legs and just run through hand tackles. So, yeah, it's funny because like right now, Josh Jacobs hasn't scored a touchdown all season, mm-hmm. which I don't blame him for necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the offense just hasn't really put him in a position to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't had a lot of attempts even mm-hmm. because the Raiders have been doing this thing where when they fall behind in a game, they just throw, 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 throw. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they'll, they'll even do three passes, fourth down punted, three passes, fourth down punted, yeah. like without even running him at once they fall behind. And it's very frustrating. Um, and it's funny because coming into the season, I thought, man, this Josh Patel, he's coming from the Patriots. There's going to be like this whole group of running backs that are like running left and right. You're not going to know who to go with. Well, literally all they've really run is Josh Jacobs so far. And right. it's been hardly even him. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, if you're, if you're betting on Zamir White, it's like you said, it's more of a, a, a later in the season play, hoping that this team gets it off. It's on track. They start taking leads in games yeah. and then they could just run the ball way more in a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. I, I do think that with this whole Zemir White thing also is that the the way Josh McDaniel, the way he's handled um, Josh Jacobs, it tells you a lot, right? If he has a back that he trusts, He's going to command pretty much all of the the touches, right? And obviously, he yeah. might you might spell him a little bit here and there, but if something happened 
you know, God forbid, to, to Josh Jacobs. So Bear White would step in, and he would command he, he would command some high level, t- uh, no, high number of touches. That you know, I think, uh, and there's no one else after him. Who, who's he? Who's he competing with in that in that backfield for for that early down work? So. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just mostly just guys at this point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, for sure. No, I know. De- I definitely agree with you um, that he's definitely worth you know looking at. Obviously, he's a slower start than people had hoped for because a lot of people hoped that it would be out the gate yeah. that he'd be a matter of factor. Yeah, I mean, oh, which so. is what I thought. Cool. I actually thought when I in the preseason he had the opportunity to really like split this backfield, the early work, but I guess yeah, it wasn't meant to be. So yeah. Well, like I said, as long as as a hopeful Raider fan, this offense will. We'll get better, Hopefully. and uh, you know he'll get his opportunities. Yeah. I do want to say one waiver move that I would not make okay. is um, Patriots quarterback Brian Hoyer. Oh, yeah. Like, don't don't fall for this whole you know you need a quarterback Hoyer. No, nope, don't don't do don't it. Do it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if he's filling in for Mac Jones. Even if you're on super flex, just start out another flex position. <laughs> don't start quarterback because I Brian Hoyer is not going to be it. Um, he's yeah. just he's just not going to win games. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do any better than Mac Jones, um, and Mac Jones hasn't even done well. So mm-hmm. um, don't waste your time there. Do just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> all right, let's jump okay. to my my favorite one of my favorite parts of the show, man. Okay. All right, let's do it. Oh, predictions. Let's do this. I mean, I'm not starting this segment off first without mentioning the fact that I mentioned my boy Tony Pollard last week. Yes. He was a bold prediction last week in this very spot. And I said he'll finish the season better than Zeke for the rest of the season. Maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? It's a bold prediction. But I think I think last night's game against the Giants did help prove my point of what I was getting at is that. He didn't get the touchdown. Zeke got the touchdown. That's what made him have more fantasy points than, than Pollard. Yeah. But he had a great game from a running perspective, a better game, in my opinion. Less touches, more yards. He just needed that damn touchdown that Zeke got. Um, but, man, like, again, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like, Pollard is the better, fresher, younger back at this point. Zeke is always going to get more carries. It is what it is. But, I mean, and, and like you say, when it comes to injuries, man, if this dude Zeke gets hurt, bro, Powell's gonna go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but again, I still am sticking to my sticking to it on that. Um, but I think last night was a good example of why I was saying that. Um, but before that, I just wanted to preface that before I went into <laughs> that's an, I, my bold prediction. Wait, that's fair. That's fair. That's a, that's a, I like the fact that we're we're holding each other accountable. You know, you know, making yeah. sure. But again, you know, last night uh, Ezekiel Elliott did outscore him. You know, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I <laughs> did know. I him. But it, I mean, it was closer than it, it. It was it was close. Obviously, Zeke got the touchdown. Yeah. Um, but I think that was a uh, these two might actually finish the season pretty close even to so. each other. Like so. at the end of the day, it may not even be who's better. Maybe like they might be like neck and neck at the end of the season. I think so. I think we could have a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type situation where they're both just like putting up. Yeah. They're both valuable, right? Um, yeah. Okay, and, and I guess I, I'll hold myself accountable in terms of my lock, uh, my bold prediction of Robert Tanyan. He didn't quite score uh, ten plus points like I thought, yeah. but it was close. I mean, you know, he—I mm-hmm. uh, think he had like in, in like uh, PPR. I think it was about nine point seven points. So yeah. again, if you were in a squeeze, you needed a tight end to, to drop in there. Maybe you had uh, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he, he needed to put some money. Listen, Robert Tanyan, he would have got you them points. Yeah. So my question to you is this. Yeah. My question to you is this. this. That was for our not-so-obvious lock of the yeah. week. And I had Nelson Aguilar, who I've mentioned, did not do well. Mm. Parker took it all from mm. him. Um, 
our not so obvious lock of the week, I had the caveat that it's 10 plus points. You didn't score 10 plus points. Do you still want to give yourself a a sympathy win, a pity win? Hell yeah. Or do you want to say we both or do you want to say we both lost? No, 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 no. I I I am gonna give myself the W. And you could you, you want the participation up. trophy, Jack? Yeah. You want the participation <laughs> trophy? Oh, listen, that's 2022. I should have expected it. Listen, Robert Tanyan was his projected points is probably half of that. He's probably projected to get like six or seven okay. or like five or six okay. points. And look what he, he right. got in there and he outperformed his All it was our week three, not so obvious lock of the week, 9.4 points or more, yes. I guess. We give Bruce the award for that. Um, well, who was your bold prediction last week? Do you remember who that was? Not the not so obvious lock of the week, but the bold prediction. Do you know what it was? Oh, uh, I think it, was, well, it might have been about Russell Wilson, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I said, I I think I said my, my bold prediction is that Russell Wilson will not finish the year in the top 15. Oh, yeah. Won't do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's that that was staying true too. So your bull prediction from last week was looking pretty good still. <laughs> All right. So yeah. so let me start with my bull prediction for week four. Okay. Um, we've actually just got done talking about the Raiders backfield and their struggles and the other guys there who you think are are, are you know should be paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Just just for that reason, I'm gonna go bull prediction. Josh Jacobs goes for a hundred rushing yards or better and his first touchdown of the year. All of this against the Broncos defense, mm-hmm. who has been you know, terrorizing offenses so far up until this point. Um, so that's going to be my bold prediction for Ooh, week four. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like it. I definitely could. See, that's a very bold prediction. Um, but you know what? I don't, I, I think it's definitely within the realm of possibilities. Um, again, I feel like the Broncos haven't played anyone. They haven't, they haven't really. <laughs> You're not giving that defense the respect. No, nah, man. No, nah, I, I, I don't think the Broncos. I don't think they've gone up against anyone that's been formidable. You know, they went up against a, a Niners team that had Jimmy G as, who hadn't played a game in like a year. Uh, they were that the, you know, Kittle, this was his first game back. Uh, so they went up against the Houston yeah. Texans. You know, they went up against uh, the, the, the Seahawks. So I, I can't give it to them. Can't do it. All so right. I can't do it. All right. So, I, I I actually have a I actually have also a season long bowl prediction since you said Seahawks. Okay. I think and, and since you mentioned Russell Wilson last week, I think Geno Smith will actually end the season with more fantasy points than Russell Wilson. Ooh. Is that too bold? Oh. Is that too bold? That I, think, is, that, I think it's gonna happen. You know what? That is that's <laughs> bold, but you know what? I think it's possible. I think it's gonna happen. I, you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't put it beyond Pete Carroll to make sure that that uh, that. Uh, that he has, you know, oh, you think, you think there's a little, uh, you think there's a little, you know, hell yeah, aminosity, hell yeah, a little, hell anger, yeah. so a little these, these coaches prove them wrong, yeah, 100%. These coaches, listen, they're human, so I think they, they yeah, definitely, they definitely want to make sure that their legacy and that the decisions are never questioned. So I can see him yeah. wanting that. So good, all right, let's see what you got for bold prediction. Let's all see right. uh, where you're at. All right, all right, bold prediction. Think that Justin Jefferson goes down. To the New Orleans, uh, to New Orleans, and I think he finishes uh, the week as the number one fantasy wide receiver. He's going back home right. to New Orleans, he, LSU. He's a, he's a New Orleans boy. Um, the targets are there. The confidence is, is, is still there. They trust him. I think that he's going to go down there. I think. Let's make this. Let's make this bolder. Though. Okay. Let's make All this right. Bolder. He had 184 yards week one. Okay. 48 week two, mm-hmm. 14 yards week two. Yes. 23. Yes. I want I want you to give me a, a, a prediction as part of this bold prediction, mm-hmm. how many yards he'll finish with this week. Oh, 
I'm gonna say let's just get let's get in the range. Let's just get in the range. Okay. An estimate. I'm gonna say he finishes this week with 170 yards. Woo! Okay, so 170 yards. Yep. Wide receiver one of the week, Justin Jefferson. Yep. That's a bold prediction. Bold. I mean, Justin Jefferson, obviously one of the elite wide receivers, but when you put a number on it, 170 yards, people are gonna bank on that. Yeah. Uh, I like. Yeah, it. yeah, I think I think with uh, with that with the Saints defense, they're definitely gonna try to have him play uh, or have man coverage on him with, with Lattimore, and I think you cannot play you cannot play Justin Jefferson man straight up, uh, and I, mm-hmm. I think the Saints are gonna try that and they're gonna learn the hard way that you can't do it. How many touchdowns? Ooh, I, I think crazy. two touchdowns. I think two touchdowns. <laughs> two touchdowns. Okay. Okay. Yep. Bank it. I like it. Okay. Bank it. Put it in the books. Put it in the books. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, one other thing we have to bank is our lock for the week, our not-so-obvious lock of the week. Mm. Ten-plus points are, in Bruce's case, 9.4, uh, <laughs> since he wants participation for it. Um, again, Nelson Aguilar, mine last week, he was a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, fumbled on the ball. He actually probably would have got closer, but he fumbled the ball and a big catch. It just uh, got ugly out there for me. Um, so I'm going to go on to week four. My not so obvious lock of the week. I'm going to change positions this week. I'm going to go running back. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go with Craig Reynolds. Oh, Craig Reynolds, Craig Detroit Reynolds. Lions. Yeah. DeAndre Swift is out. It sounds like they want him to rest for you know a couple weeks Great, out here. Yeah. So Craig Reynolds helping fill in for the absence of Swift. Um, he'll obviously split the work. It's not going to be all his. Williams is is getting tons of work out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Reynolds is going to come up big. For people in their flex, do not be afraid to start this man. Do not be afraid. Do not worry about Jamal Williams. He will be the the Jamal Williams that he's been to to DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Craig Craig Reynolds will be his Jamal Williams <laughs> this week. So um, I'm feeling really good about Reynolds. Not so obvious lock of the week. Ten plus points. It's in the books, man. Oh, okay. I love it. I see. I think I, I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of Craig Reynolds. Uh, so I support yep. that that pick. Um, I think my not so obvious lock of the week. I'm going to go with Cam Akers. I think that mm. I think a lot of folks left him for dead after that first game where he basically got like two or three snaps <laughs> and like one, like yeah. a couple of carries. Um, but at that time, you know, we, we said, Hey, look, we got to give him, got to give him a couple of weeks, got to let him get kind of, you know, get into the swing of things. And I think what we saw uh this week three is that listen he he's out there now running um he led the team i I think he's gonna lead that team in rushing um he is now the lead dog i think this week week four he's gonna come out and show it in week four he's gonna be the lead dog they're playing against san francisco i believe um and i think that uh he's gonna come out and show that hey i'm here uh and I'm, i'm the lead back and that's to me. I think everyone is scared of the, the San Fran defense, but I think he's going to come out there and I think he's going to do damage. So yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, like you said, um, you got the, the the defense of the 49ers that they're playing. It's Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. um, and, and the reason why this is not so obvious is because Week One sucked, Week Two, <laughs> eh, yeah. Week Three, pretty good. So you got plenty of people who still doubt Cam Akers. Yeah. You know, you got plenty of people who still don't believe, who, who think it's just hit or miss every single week. Um, I personally am a big fan of Cam Akers. So, uh, you know, I like this pick, obviously. Um, he's just another guy that, you know, people always doubt. 
they don't, you know, they're high on, they're low on, then he sucks and he's good. Mm-hmm. The injury, you can't bounce back from it. It's too, you know, devastating. Um, all these things. So I do believe he'll continue to get more and more work. Um, we actually had a, uh, someone in the YouTube comments asking us about um, Cam Akers as well last week. Ooh, okay. um, they, they weren't sure. They, they, should, they, they were trying to figure out if they should start Jahan Dotson or Akers last week. So um, it's a good thing that Akers had a pretty good game for him, probably. So that's good. But yeah, I mean, I like the Cam Akers pick. Um, inconsistent start to the season, inconsistent sometimes last season or, you know, whatever moments he's had. But um, I do think it's a, a pretty good pick and hopefully – he can find some consistency to make people believers again. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So I like that. All right, man. I mean, that's that's really it for today's episode. We we covered all the ground that we need to cover. Um, do you have anything else that you want to hit the listeners with before we bounce? Uh, no, no. Listen, I, I I like I like the fact that this week for waiver wire um is a little bit more exciting than last week's. Uh, but I just, yeah, just reminding sure. everyone. Listen, now's the time to make sure. That your bench is filled up with uh, high value running backs who could come in and win mm-hmm. the league. Um, you know, depending obviously, depending on your league settings and your league scoring, there's no need to, in my opinion, if, if it's a one quarterback league, you know, having that back and quarterback, eh, you know, having two or three, having two defenses, eh, you know, definitely yeah. one makes you fill up on like, uh, fill up on uh, the high value running backs now. So, Right. High upside guy. High upside, yeah. Um, yeah, and if we leave anything with this episode, just don't trust Brian Hoyer. Don't trust Brian Hoyer. Don't do it. Don't trust Brian Hoyer. <laughs> don't, do don't do it to yourself. Yeah. Don't put yourself through it. Don't do it. Um, all right, guys. Good luck in week four. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit like and subscribe, comment down below. I'm kind of curious, you know, people, other people's locks of the week, not so obvious locks of the week. So comment down below if you have one. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you haven't already. And you can always find us on Twitter, on IG at Rival Fantasy, or you can even find us on TikTok mm. at Play Rival Fantasy. So hit us up, follow us, and uh, that's it, Bruce. I'm out, man. That's all I got. All right, man. Good luck in week four. Good luck. And trade me Clear Herbert. <laughs> Later, man. Later.